Please listen carefully. And now, live from the attic that smells like a basement in McKinney, Texas, it's the Assuming Positions Podcast, featuring two guys high-fiving with words, Kevin and Mikey. Hey everybody, welcome to the Assuming Positions Podcast. Kevin over here. And Mikey over here. And we're both here to say Happy New Year. Happy New Year. It's 2023, and that means it's time for January Nerd Alert! Nerd Alerts. What better way to kick off a new year than to look ahead and see what's on the horizon and get excited for stuff. Exactly. So Mikey has compiled, he's scoured the internet and trolled around Reddit and gone into the dark corners of Tumblr? Uh, Yeah, sure. (laughs) And found... I I thought you were going to say tour, and I was like, no, no. don't admit that out loud. (laughs) And found all kinds of uh, nerdy, pop culture, geeky stuff to that, talk about. That is. That's coming up in January and beyond. And beyond, yeah. This is not just limited to January. It never really is. <laughs> Man, if there was that much stuff coming out like on a monthly basis, I'd yeah. go nuts. I wouldn't be able to keep up with even half the stuff I'm yeah. trying to keep up with. Did you make any nerdy resolutions for the new year? Oh, resolutions for the new... I don't... I'm not like a New Year's resolution person. That's fine. Because I like constantly make resolutions that's good and then break them (laughs) (laughs) you don't need a specific date for it though (laughs) you're not like january 1st i'm gonna start it february 1st i'm gonna throw it away and then we'll see what happens in march i really don't okay it's just it's just an opportunity to to be depressed about failing at some (laughs) i don't know (laughs) no learn a new hobby better yourself better yourself yeah no, no, I'm really. I don't know. I was just going to say I'm, I'm going to read a book again because I, I kind of slacked off last oh, year. I'm going to give up chocolate. No, that's in Lent. <laughs> um, <laughs> See more movies. Branch off into... I probably do need to read more books, though, there for sure. Okay. Am I reading? See, the problem. my problem is, is that I've gotten to an age where I need reading glasses, <laughs> and that totally, like... My reading has gone down a lot because it's like, where are my glasses? Oh, well, I guess I'll just watch TV. That tiny extra effort. Yeah. Turn on the boob tube. Entertain me. But we're doing Nerd Alerts for the happy 2023 new year. And there is a bunch of stuff, even though it is only January. Mm -hmm. These did drop before the new year, but we haven't gotten a chance to talk about them. So I wanted to bring them up with you. Just a few days in. That's it trailers though it's what i love to start off oh, with yeah. and there's been a bunch that came out mm-hmm. first one that caught my fancy was guardians of the galaxy volume three yes. how could it not after that triumph of a holiday special yeah if you missed that episode we did a round table on the yeah. holiday special it was a good time and it's gonna be like it's interesting now because as we we're saying in our uh, previous pod about the holiday special they added a lot of character development to Drax more so. There's plenty of character development of Drax before. Yep. And Mantis, too. Mantis, even more, that's, she went from kind of being like the girl who can use sleepy powers yes. to much more fleshed out. Oh, absolutely. Um, in the holiday special. So I'm hoping, because in the trailer, there was like a very specific shot of her face really big on the screen talking they made it seem like she's talking to rocket about when his fame like where he comes from yeah and they show a baby raccoon yeah but i also think because of the whole sister tie-in that we learned in the holiday special that she's actually talking to like peter yeah don't forget where we came from oh yeah maybe. i think it's a little trailer uh, tricksy. oh the trailer tricks <laughs> yeah tricksy trailer but, tricksies but there is a little rocket. We get to see where he may be, where he comes yeah. from. That's interesting. Some kind of ferret happened in there, too? Yeah, an otter girlfriend, yeah. maybe? I don't know. I, if Rocket gets a girlfriend, that's going to make it. I'll, I'll love that movie already. <laughs> it's going to be great. Watching the holiday special and then seeing this trailer reminded me that we haven't seen the Guardians in a minute. They kind of spaced those out really well. Cause yeah. it, it gave me time to miss them. And now that it's coming uh, back, yeah. I'm like, oh, I'm excited for this yeah. property. And the, the, the holiday special is a nice little appetizer. Yes. Not the full thing, but enough to tie us over. It's like a little sample. Yep. A little but, appetizer. Yeah. Someone's like, would you like to try the new Guardians of the Galaxy? And they <laughs> hand you a little cup. I'm like, yes, can I have some more? And they're like, you can, you just have to wait a little yeah. bit. Specifically, you have to wait till May 5th. May? May, I know. That's, hey, May blame Marvel. March, April, May, Six uh, month uh, PR time seems yeah, to be well. the industry standard. 
Oh well, it, it looks like it looks like it's going to be a, a fun ride. It struck me as odd, like you thought he was going to Earth, and then they got off, and they're in like weird, like everyone's dressed in Earth clothes, but has animal heads or something strange. It's alternate alien, yeah, animal humanoid Earth. Yes, weird. Well, I'm glad they did that because when they first showed the extent, like the external shot the wide shot like they're almost landing on earth i was like they just did this in the holiday special are they yeah. doing it again we come in peace and then drax oh my gosh first contact dodgeball is what it looks like <laughs> first it was a dance party now we're getting dodgeball and then the soundtrack i just got to point out for the trailer uh, in the meantime by space mm-hmm. Fog, all slowed down yeah. the trendy style actually really good though <laughs> yeah it was it makes me ex- the music always makes me excited for that series that's one of the reasons did I we enjoyed. ever find out who picks the music is it james gunn i did not look it up we need to dig that up absolutely suss that out yes because it's like always good very much always so. good choices and james gunn like for as much of his nerd persona as i notice online he does seem hip and nerdy yeah so i would imagine he's like I learned. I got these songs from my brother. Here, we're, we're using these. The music yeah. director's like, all right. Yeah. But yeah, Guardians of the Galaxy, May 5th. Uh, the other trailer that dropped a little bit more controversial is oh. Indiana Jones oh. and the Dial of Destiny. Yes. Indiana Jones 5 and the grabbing for money. Mm. Indiana Jones 5 and the will anybody go see it? Indiana Jones 5, is it the apology? <laughs> oh, oh, I like it. Okay. Maybe. Looking at the trailer, it looked like they were doing a lot of remember this stuff. <laughs> yep. I couldn't tell. I mean, I love Indian Jones and I've watched it a lot, but I'm not sure exactly what technology they were using. I don't know if they were like just using like old stuff from the that was shot before. Gotcha. Or if they were doing the Youngify thing. Mm-hmm. Because it was showing things that I was like, I kind of remember seeing that, I think. I got you. But I'm I'm not sure because there there's definitely clips of young Indiana Jones in there. Not young Indian, not the kid Indiana Jones, but <laughs> we have to clarify it's not River Phoenix. Yeah, the original, the '80s Harrison Ford, younger. Yes, Indiana Jones. Yes, it looked like it was kind of almost like a retrospective thing in a way. It's like a farewell, uh, a send off. Uh, oh, oh I, d- I definitely get that vibe. Yeah, Absolutely, a send off. That's the kind of the vibe I got from it, and it also made me wonder if it's kind of like a. Forget about that last one. Remember the ones before it when he was fighting Nazis? Because that, <laughs> that was the good stuff, right? And yeah, Kingdom of the Crystal Skull was, I think everybody agrees, a little bit of a misstep. Like, it's fun. There's parts you can enjoy about it. At least there's parts I enjoy about it. Yeah. But I think everybody agrees that, you know, this the one we're getting is the fifth in a series that only includes three so far. The, my, the biggest problem I had with Crystal Skull is it was over CGI'd. It was when they were really like, CGIing like crazy. Yep. And everyone was going hog wild with it. It seems like now there's kind of a pullback. Like everyone's like, okay, this is a tool. Yep. Can use it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Except for James Cameron. But anyway, <laughs> um, but this is a tool we can use it, but we got to kind of like mix it together with a, just use it as part of a toolbox. Yes. Crystal Skull came out when like, everything's a nail and this is a hammer. Turns out we only need a green room and a tennis ball yeah. and the actors. Let's go. Yeah. yeah. It was kind of crazy. That whole monkey chase and it, it was, it, <laughs> the giant ant stampede yeah. or whatever yeah. it was. It was, yeah. it got really bizarre. I don't get a, that vibe from the trailer. No, for the that's next what one. I'm saying. That's why it seemed like they were like, oops, uh, we're going to pull it back a little bit here. But it's interesting because did you ever read the, the, you know, there was just like Star Wars, there was an Indiana Jones like book world like extended universe in eu i well i remember there used to be like chapter books of young indiana jones Mm -hmm. and i remember reading those because like that was the age of when i I was when it was all coming out but like as far as like novelizations and eu no didn't know that was yeah there was there were books of just regular indiana jones okay it was stuff like i'm not trying to defend crystal skull but it was stuff like that it was they were weird sometimes but just know. like one-shot adventures? Yeah, it was like one-shot adventures, and it was like Indiana Jones and the something-something. <laughs> and there was a number of them. I never, they were like, they had them at the library, yeah, and yeah. I just grab them here and there. I can't even really remember. I remember the young ones for sure. Yeah. But I remember there was a couple of like regular Indiana Jones ones that were kind of an extended universe thing. I imagine those are fun, but I also imagine like the books that were similar to that that I did read were, they had like a template, you know? Right. Not only the title was the something of something, it's also like 
Act one, he you know he finds this thing and gets in trouble. Act two, things yeah, it get was, worse. It was very, <laughs> it was very like uh, this is just like the movie, <laughs> except instead of the Ark of the Covenant, it's yes. this thing. Yes, yeah, it was very much like that's probably why they didn't catch on because <laughs> they didn't do like the Star Wars stuff where they really tried to expand the universe, mm-hmm. which I think captured people's imaginations. It was just like another episode of the same thing. I get, yeah, I got you. you. Know. As far as Indy 5 goes from the trailer, I don't really know too much about what's going on. I mean, we got the title, mm-hmm. which is Dial of Destiny, so that makes me think of time. Mm-hmm. They're doing the de-aging of Harrison Ford, like mm-hmm. you said, which I honestly didn't see too much of in the trailer. It seemed like every shot they had of it was like him in the dark, mostly. So yeah. I wonder if they're using that to cover it up. Maybe. But I think we're getting some sort of, probably more flashbacks, but maybe time travel or reversing the course of... Time history? I don't know. <laughs> Are they going to make that? They're going to make Crystal Skull go away. Maybe. <laughs> but Phoebe Waller Bridge is in it. Oh, she's awesome. Yeah, very awesome. And looks like they're bringing his old buddy. What was his name in the movie? Salah. Yeah, Salah. Salah. Yeah, they're bringing Salah back. Yep. I love that opening bit where it's kind of the "I'm too old for this crap" yeah. conversation. But Salah is like, maybe not. Yeah. It's yeah. a date. <laughs> You know, it's, it looks like... I'll go see it. I love Indiana Jones. Oh, for sure. So I'm going to see it at least once. Yep. And they're keeping a little bit of humor. I don't like... It, it's the last scene in the trailer where he, he busts out his whip and he says, back off, you know, typical Indiana Jones style. But they flipped the script and now he has a whole bunch of guns pointed at him like he did way back when. Yeah. But it's it, like they're toeing the line of hokey, like the Crystal Skull had its moments. Yeah. So we'll see how it goes. But like, like you, I am excited. It's just so funny to me. Harrison Ford's such an interesting person to me. I, I get you, but how so? Well, I mean, in the way that he, I really think that whole like gruff, scary demeanor, he likes having that out there. Yes. Because I think he's kind of more, he's one of those shy people. <laughs> yeah. And I think he likes having that out there so people don't bother him. Mm-hmm. But I think he's actually really a sweet, nice guy. I believe it. His public persona seems like a guy who, if you came to him and you're like, you want to do an updated Blade Runner thing? You want to do an end? He'd be like, no. Yeah. You know, why would I ever want to do that again? Yeah. But he does it. You know, he was even in the Star Wars as a ghost or whatever. Uh, <laughs> and that's something that you didn't think he, he would do. But I think that he's actually like down deep because you would really see it when he was on Letterman. I believe it. You could tell there was like a there was like a cheek. And almost like a wink. That's also and like Letterman like a, got it. Yeah, that's a connection of like minds yeah. between those two for sure. Yeah, th- that's the thing. Yeah, they had that very similar kind of like, you know, <laughs> here's my public persona. Yep. You can look at this, yep. but behind it is actually something else. Yep. Interesting. And I'm going to make a little bit of that public persona mostly grumpy just yeah. so I can be grumpy and get right. it out. And everybody loves it because, oh, isn't that yeah. so Harrison Ford? Yeah. And if he really wasn't that way, I mean, if he really was that kind of grumpy, because he almost, his persona is almost like Chevy Chase's actual persona. <laughs> yeah. But the way Mark Hamill makes fun of Harrison Ford, yes. you can tell that there's actual true love there. Yes. Yeah. It's the 70s sitcom, Dad, where he's grumpy at everybody, but if something comes up, he's going to... Ex- yeah. His heart of gold will come out. Very much so. <laughs> Do you still think that it's the case that Indiana Jones goes with Harrison Ford, and this may be the last installment? I think what's going to happen is it's literally going to be, yes, for a while, and then he's going to die, (laughs) and then like 10, 15 years afterwards, they're going to drag it up again. It's going to almost be like declassified documents from the government. Uh, Yeah. Like once everyone who is involved is dead, (laughs) they'll like release it. You know, they can't resist. Yeah, Hollywood look, can't resist. There's no way. The warehouse of items is real. And by that time, they'll be able to do the thing where, like, literally, uh, they'll use AI and yes. it'll just be Harrison Ford. Yep. You know? <laughs> they'll just deep fake a couple more chapters yeah, of it. It's like, he'll, it won't matter what he puts in his will or whatever. They'll yep. pay off his family and then there you go. We're never going to have actors. They're just going to keep... you. It's going to be like starring Harrison Ford and Marilyn Monroe. <laughs> and, you know... Charlie Chaplin yeah, makes a cameo. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that sounds fun and terrifying in yes, equal measure. Exactly. I, I have to apologize for giggling as soon as you said Harrison Ford will die. And I giggled. And it's like, it's not that. I just I had the mental image of the typical death with a scythe walking up being like, time to go. And he's like, no. <laughs> no ticket. <laughs> then running away. I don't know. 
But I hope they do pick it up eventually, just because, like, that's such a beloved character. And New Year, New Horizons, why not pass the torch? Yeah, I really think they were trying to do something with Mutt. It seemed like that's what it was setting up. But then Shia LaBeouf has his issues. I love that guy so much. I really want him to do good. I'm with you. But he has struggles. I feel bad for him. Uh, But again, so uh, Indiana Jones, Indy 5, coming out June 30th, a little bit later than Guardians of the Galaxy, Mm. but... We're starting that six-month rollout, so get ready for it. I hope they don't give too much away, but it's a, it's an indie movie. You got to get people to show mm-hmm. up. Uh, this is we haven't. This isn't trailers, but this is upcoming, and this gets me excited. So got to bring it up. There are two projects on the horizon that are mm-hmm. related to each other, and one is John Wick Four, which actually did get a trailer. Yeah, and then they announced with that a spinoff called Ballerina. Have you heard of that one? I haven't heard of Ballerina. You know what? The, the, I must confess, I need to catch up on John Wick. Okay. Okay, so was two. What happened in two? I saw one. Yes. What happened in two? Uh, I, was I, two the attack dog one? No, that's that's Parabellum. That's, that's three. three. Yes. Did I not see? Did I go from one to three like a maniac? No, two was the one that mainly dealt with the continental, and that's where we got to see more of the inner workings. Because the first one is him just really going, yeah. getting vengeance for his for dog. His dog, yeah. yeah. And then he sort of gets back into the business. So two is when he's in the when they have that. Um, he's trying to survive the. I think I didn't see two. Oh, well I then... think I didn't see two. I think I think what happened is I think I saw one. Yes, and then I think three was like on TV or cable <laughs> or something. Yes, so I just started watching it. Yeah, and I didn't know which one I was watching because I didn't see it from the beginning. I got you. I, think I started watching it like a little bit into it. I got you. Yeah, it's on TV. It's a yeah. Saturday afternoon. What yeah. else are you gonna do? And then I was like, "This is cool," and then I went on with my day. We phrase it like this, and it sounds a little weird, but the reason I bring it up is because it's perfectly that type of movie. I say this as a fan of Fast and the Furious. I say Mm. this as a fan of all Jurassic Park movies. You know, like there's a Saturday afternoon action, no thinking popcorn. You you call it eating popcorn, shoving Mm -hmm. popcorn in your face movies. John Wick is this and elevated because the fight choreography, the gun kata, like all of it, Keanu Reeves being Keanu Reeves, all the cool side characters, and then like the mythos of, oh, there's this secret agency that's called the Continental, and then there's higher up, there's adjudicators and the table, and it's all conspiracy and dark stuff in a simple action movie that just, you don't have to think about. It's just rad. Mm -hmm. So you don't remember two? Oh, well. You get to go back (laughs) and watch it again and enjoy it just as much. Yeah, no, I definitely, like I said, I just need to catch up on it. Well, the third one's the good one to go back and watch. I like it. Uh, It's got Jason Manzoukas in a little bit part. That's the one I remember. Um, But the fourth one is coming up, and it's John Wick now going, apparently he has a seat at the table, which they hinted at in the third one. Mm -hmm. And this is like upper level, uber mafioso international. It seems like they go to Japan. Seems like they go to France and mm-hmm. England. So I guess they got to level up for the fourth one. Blocking bullets with samurai swords. I I've always heard it could be done. <laughs> Do you say yay or nay on blocking bullets with a sword? It doesn't. They have established the rules of their world. Yes. And in that world, fine. <laughs> you know what I mean? I get it. Okay. That's the thing. That's fair. I mean that that's something that you always harp on. Yeah, is that once you, you establish your rules, and play by them, and then play by them, and that's what it seems. It's like kind of like a, a cross between a live action anime, and that's what it seems like. It seems like one of the adult animes. Yes, I got you. Because the way much so. the way everything works and the way the the action is and everything. Mm-hmm. To me, it's it's like that. It's it's almost a cartoon. Oh, I believe it. I don't want to call anime cartoon. I know everyone, <laughs> but it is, you know what I mean. I do, I, no, I get what you're putting down. So yeah, it's it's fine. It takes a lot. Uh, it kind of like dips its toes into lots of things. Mm-hmm. And one of the things it kind of dips its toes into is that Hong Kong action movie thing. Oh, for sure. Where ridiculous stuff happens <laughs> in those movies too. Yeah. Just so. Blocking bullets with the katana is, but if, but in real life, even a master samurai, like given practice and training, no, you never, no never block a bullet with a sword. No way. <laughs> Fair enough. I mean, you might get lucky once, but I'm saying if it happens, it's possible. <laughs> the odds of it happening, I'm with you. Pretty astronomical. Yeah. But how cool would that be? To oh see yeah, it? it would be super cool. Well, you get to see it in this movie. Yeah, I'll rewind that part a whole bunch of times. Be like, that could totally happen. <laughs> 
Um, but tied in with John Wick Four is the the spinoff ballerina that I mentioned, mm. and this is the it's going to be led by Anna de Armas. Mm-hmm. Love her. She's sort of blowing up again, but she was in Man from Uncle, an old spy movie that was great. If you ever saw that one, mm. but ballerina sounds awesome because I realize there's a genre of movie that is like an instant I'll be there for Mikey, mm-hmm. and that's that the the femme fatale, la femme Nikita. Mm-hmm. Uh, secret female assassin. Mm. In this case, she happens to be also a professional ballerina and an assassin. Black Widow type. Yeah, I'm like, isn't that... (laughs) Isn't it Black Widow? It is very much that. But how cool was it in Black Widow? Very. And I don't think... I'm drawing a blank, but that Russian ballet as a training ground for female assassins was done in something else. Yes. I think maybe the original Femme Nikita, but I'd have I to... I think you might be right. Go back and see that, yeah. but I love that trope. Yeah. What about you, yay or nay, so, on a mm-hmm. ballerina female assassin? Oh, sounds good to me. You know I love watching things with girls who can hurt me. <laughs> but it's going to have a lot of players. Uh, not sure if Keanu Reeves is going to be in it, but all the like employees of the Continental, Ian McShane, Lance Reddick, Angelica Houston, they're all, they all have bits mm. parts because it's a... It's a full-blown spinoff, like part of the world will be canon, but something a little bit extra. The fact that they haven't said he's going to be in it means he's going to be in it for <laughs> at least a cameo. At a least something. Part, I'm sure. Come in to help out be like, here's this gun you need. All right, bye. I'll see you in the next installment. <laughs> Don't die. <laughs> I'm going to need a gun. Yes. The way he delivered that line was so Keanu Reeves. I'm <laughs> That's half the fun, like, because Keanu Reeves is amazing. If I say a bad word about him, the internet will riot. But oh, he's amazing. He all like in the John Wick fran- franchise. I think he's like purposely set it up to be as low energy and tired as possible <laughs> because he's doing so many stunts that anytime he has to like deliver a line, he's just like, "Oh, is it breakfast already? Ugh, I need a gun." I know he's like fifty six years old or something like that. He, he's he's pulling the opposite of Harrison Ford. Not that Harrison Ford didn't look that bad, but yeah, Keanu's got that secret Hollywood vampire blood. Yeah. There is that old internet meme where somebody found like an old yeah. uh, Civil War era photo and it's right. like, it's Keanu Reeves. Yeah. He's a vampire. Him and Gwen Stefani. <laughs> I believe it. Uh, so yeah, John Wick 4 coming out March. Ballerina No Date Yet is currently filming. And then John mm. Wick 5, whenever. They're, they're going to keep on going with it. Something else that's been getting a lot of buzz, at least for like production shots and showing that, hey, remember that this is coming, but no trailer yet. But Secret Invasion the next one of the upcoming projects for MCU. That's another... How come? This keeps happening to me, Mikey. I don't know if I'm just not paying attention to your nerd alerts properly. I think this happened on this one for me too, but keep going. I always think stuff is movies, and then it's a series. <laughs> yep. Or vice versa. I think the, the line between the two is blurring so much That's that true. it kind of almost doesn't matter. Yeah. Like, you find out in your series, you're never... Like, in the old days, you'd be like, oh, it's TV. It's going to be blah quality or whatever. It's going to be TV I quality. I get more excited when it's a series. It's longer. There's going to be more of it. Yeah. Just a question of how many filler episodes now. Is it going to be right. one? <laughs> <laughs> no, I like... And it's so interesting to me because streaming now has... It's changed the game so much. That it's like, you remember, you're younger than me, but you're not too young. Do you remember when like movies were like the pinnacle? Yes. And if you're on TV, you were kind of a crappy act. That's what it was considered. There was a large gap between the two. Yes, Yes. there was a gap between the two. The hope was that you could transition from television to movies. Yeah. And then if you were in on television and used to been in movies, it was seen as kind of like a... You're washed up. Yeah. And, yeah. You're at the later stages of right. your career. For sure. Um, but now, I mean, this is like a series that's going to have Samuel L. Jackson in it. He's coming back to be Nick Fury. Right. Yeah. And that is, I mean, he is, if you're talking about a movie star that in the 80s level would be someone who wouldn't be found dead doing TV. Oh, that's true. Except maybe like a cameo on something they liked, like Sanford and Son or something. I'm going to ask a real dumb question, though. Is This this isn't Samuel Jackson's first TV show, is it? I don't know. That dude does like like four movies a year or he something He does a whole crazy. bunch of stuff. Yeah. But I'm, uh, for some reason, I got the thought that this may be his first TV role. I'm sure that's wrong, though. But... I'm with you. Like he seems like he'd be the elite movie type and would never sink down to TV yeah. level. But but that, that's what I'm saying. There's no sinking anymore. It <laughs> seems like it seems like the playing field is now level. Yeah, it's almost like when Hollywood actors go to Broadway now. 
Right. It's that because that always used to be accepted. Like, oh, they're becoming a better actor. Right. Right. They're working right, on their craft. Right. Yes, you're so right because <laughs> you remember there used to be the thing where it'd be like, whatever happened to that guy? And they're like, oh, he's doing Broadway, and you'd be like, oh, good whoa, for him. Yes, oh, yeah. It's like, oh, he's on TV now. Oh, oh what happened? Yeah, it's so funny. <laughs> it's so funny, but that's just it's just not that way anymore. It's very interesting. Yes. Now you get banished to uh, daytime talk shows. I don't know. Well, um, you get banished. To, <laughs> you get banished to. <laughs> You finished a podcast. <laughs> We're happy to have you. Yeah. If you need something to do on your Tuesday, yeah. just call us up. But yeah. But Secret Invasion. Uh, I, I saw a production of Amelia Clark, who I totally spaced, was even in this. Oh, yeah. Uh, but she's crushing it, going from Game of Thrones to Star Wars, and now she's in Marvel. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm sure after this, she can just go vacation wherever yeah. for however long. But she's in it, along with Samuel L. Jackson, is returning. Ben Mendelsohn. Yeah, Amazing. Yeah. Colby Smulders coming back. Oh, yeah. Kingsley Benadir, Amelia Clark, like I said, Martin Freeman, and Don Cheadle. Mm. War Machine. Yeah. Man. They don't say War Machine, but his name's there. So, yeah, yeah. Make an assumption. Man, I love Martin Freeman and stuff. Yes. I'm, I'm, just, I'm just glad they use him. <laughs> I, I was a fan of Martin Freeman from the second they posted that behind the scenes video on, of The Hobbit when he was working on that, mm-hmm. and he would just flick off the camera because I guess <laughs> he was hoping to not be in the blooper reel, but now it's just an entire blooper reel of him giving the finger to every camera he sees, and I'm like, oh, kindred spirit. Hilarious. Yeah, this is going to be the scroll war. We've seen hints and bits and pieces mm-hmm. of this in various Marvel properties before now. Uh, like last we left off with Nick Fury, he was up in space getting ready for what's about to happen. But we're getting six episodes. It's coming out early 2023, no specific date just mm. yet, but uh, it is officially part of phase five. Nice. The cosmic phase yes. of Marvel. Space. Yes. Space coming back. Space phase. Interesting. You know how I want to bring this up, talk to you about it's kind of in the. I smell it in the uh, in the air of pop culture. You taste it in the water. A I little taste bit. it in the water. There's kind of uh, I think people are starting to tire of superheroes. Ah, I'm totally with you. Yeah, but it also the thing is is that space is kind of a separate genre. Even if there's superheroes in space, it's a little different. I agree. It's like Guardians of the Galaxy is different than uh, Captain America. Right, because the Guardians. Peter Quill's just a dude. Just a dude. Um, well, no, he's actually half a god. But <laughs> just a dude. Um, but basically, he's still just a dude. He doesn't have any like laser powers or things like that. Yeah, yeah. Still, basically, just a dude. <laughs> and then you have aliens, and aliens have their own powers, but they're not superheroes. They just have those powers because they're from a planet where people have those powers. Because they're alien. Yeah, it is like slightly different. I get it. So I wonder if that's in people will. Feel that difference, take that difference. I'm not sure. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see. Because you're correct. Uh, It's come to pass. Everyone, take note of this. Mikey said fantasy is going to be the next big thing. I did call that. And it it is happening. You you called it so much, it's happening. And it's really interesting because we had some fantasy. Game of Thrones was huge. Mm -hmm. Uh, That seems like it was forever ago. It really does. Uh, (laughs) It's only a couple years ago. Yeah. But the the thing is, is that I guess the wheels take a while to start grinding and moving and stuff. Mm -hmm. Because the superhero stuff, it was almost the same way. We had superhero stuff here and there. Then it was kind of on and off. And then I would say, I don't know if you would say, but I would say that the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man and stuff... Mm -hmm. Those were like the those were almost like the Game of Thrones. Oh, for sure. Of the, that really kind of set the wheels in motion. Sp- the Spider Man and the X Men. Yeah. Yep. In the X Men movies, yes, those two. Yep. And those kind of set the wheels in motion, which led to the Iron Man and then the stuff. Yep. I guess what I'm getting to is I'm kind of excited because I think you know even though we might start losing superheroes, yes, I think that we're going to get into a true fantasy. Like Renaissance, because if it if it works like it worked in the past, if yeah. history repeats itself, then there's only better stuff ahead. Yeah, and it'll be interesting to see what that is. And I really hope that it can be something cool and original in some way. I'm 100 percent with you. Um, but at the same time, there's so much like the Marvel stuff. Technically, isn't original. Original. I mean, it's based on something. But 
at, at least now, and I hope that this continues and gets more and more uh, now that it's been going so long, because I'm with you. There's a little bit of saturation, and you can almost set your watch by the release dates of Marvel and Star Wars and all that now. But they've done all the main ones that are like almost formulaic. Mm -hmm. And so now they're scraping a little bit deeper down in the barrel. Yeah. And I hope that means we get more weird offshoot original stuff like you're saying. Yeah. At least at some point they got to run out of ideas or before they start the circle over again. But yeah, because I mean they've been they've been throwing out so much fantasy stuff. They've been throwing out Wheel of Time and which I don't think has done very well. And mm -hmm. Rings of Power. Rings of Power. About which the same reaction. Seems to. I've, I've heard a little bit better reaction from that, but okay. not as uh, the Wheel of Time one just seemed to go away. That's it. The D and D movie will be interesting to see how mm -hmm. that goes. We'll we'll see. There's there's been so many fantasy novels done. I think that they're gonna have to. If this does, if this does take off, I'm telling you, they're gonna go Forgotten Realms. They're gonna pull out Dritzt. Oh, that'd be awesome. Yeah, it could be awesome. I hear you. I hear you. I'm hoping that is like the Iron Man. I hope, I'm hoping they get someone who loves it and can make it good. I got you. Because it, it can be one of those things. That's the thing about fan, just like superheroes was. Mm -hmm. You can make it cool, like they managed to in the MCU, mm -hmm. or you can go like really kind of cheese. Yes. And fantasy can do the same thing. Oh, so, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And it seems like that'd be a real fine line. Like, oh, yeah. we, we've bordered into cheese. Yeah. You saying fantasy books gave me the thought, which is interesting in that, like I said, my resolution was to read more, so I haven't read a whole bunch. But of the new modern fantasy novels that I've read, mm -hmm. it seems like a lot of the authors are sort of like, okay, the adventuring D&D &D party with the cleric, bard, elf, and dwarf has been done Yeah, wonderfully. If I tried, I'd just be rehashing something mm -hmm. that somebody already did better. What can I do that's just completely weird and different while still being fantasy? Mm -hmm. And if so, if more of those types of properties become the fantasy media right. that we get, woo, I'm excited for it. it could. But I mean, imagine if they did Black Company. Oh, oh Black Company. Brad's going to be happy that we brought it up. But yeah. if you got like something silly, like half the Witcher crew and half the John Wick crew, and you made Black Company, you mm -hmm. would it, that's buckets of money waiting yeah. for you from a lot of real sweaty nerds. <laughs> <laughs> Did you just call our announcer a sweaty nerd? And myself and you, because yeah, all three of us have read it and loved it. No, I know. He, we are sweaty nerds. But for some reason, Black Company does strike me as a, a classic in the sweaty nerd circle. It is. It's it good is. for everybody, though. Yeah, it is. It's, it's podcast recommended, at least from this side of the table. Yeah. Oh, and then just for you, so you don't get too bored, me, me talking about the Mikey things. I'm I got bored. <laughs> got to keep everybody listening, but we do love it, so we got to touch on it just a little bit. And that's Star Wars. Nothing but Star Wars. Wars. I'm gonna throw a twist at you. Uh oh. I have a piece of trivia from Star Wars. Uh huh. Which okay, Star Wars has a lot of trivia, but yeah. this is why I was surprised about this one because it seems like we would know everything about Star Wars at this point. Okay. But if you tell me if you knew this already, and maybe I'm just the one that missed this part. Uh -huh. So, the original uh, robes that Obi Wan Kenobi wore in the original trilogy. Okay, sure. After the movie was finished, like as soon as it was done, right, was just shipped off to this costume shop where they would normally store stuff, costumes after film. Okay, yeah, makes to sense. Be dealt with. Makes sense. It wasn't a famous movie at the time. It was just a movie. And the robe was lost. Oh, really? Like, somebody lost track of it, and it stayed in that costume shop and was rented out into other movies and into famous Hollywood parties without anybody knowing it was Obi-Wan's robe, and it was lost for 30 years. So that means that when he was a Force ghost in the other ones, they were like, hey, where's the robe? They, they, that's not the original robe. Oh. So they're like, hey, where's the robe? And they, they, they had, like, the ticket. Yep. And they're like, uh, it's not here. And they're like, oh, well, so what's the twist? Uh, that I mean, that is the twist, is that you can actually see it. Most notably, it's on one of the side characters in the 1999 film The Mummy with Brendan Fraser. So the robe itself shows up in different movies. Oh, so it wasn't lost, lost. No, it, it still exists, but it was just the, the idea that it was Obi-Wan's specific robe was lost. So <laughs> they started treating it like normal monk's robes, and like anytime they needed it on an extra, they just gave it out. <laughs> this piece of iconic Star Wars clothing was just lent out for like everyday parties. Wait a minute. Hold on. What, when, what year did that mummy? Uh, 1999. That was like 22 years? 
It was still in use and still nobody knew it was Obi-Wan. They didn't know it was Obi-Wan's official robe until the guy that made it, they took it to him, the guy, the people that found it, uh, which is a shop called Angels and Bermans, which is the costume shop that was responsible for storing it. They took it to the guy that made it, and he's like, oh, yeah, I remember doing like this stitching, or I remember this little flaw in it. How well did he stitch it if it lasted so long? <laughs> it did. And he Do said, you have any clothes that have lasted that long? Uh, no. Yeah. Not over 30 years. And just kept giving it to people? That's crazy. Especially being lent out and used on multiple movies. Wow. But is now properly on display, uh, valued at $25,000. And it's uh, it's at the Harrods Department Store in London. Oh, okay, yeah. So someplace fancy. Yes. Even though it belongs in a museum. That's interesting. That's hilarious. And I had not, like, I thought I knew all the little, like, jokes or funny, like, mishaps that happened on that. Because we, we know everything now, mm-hmm. especially about Star Wars and as nerdy as we get. Like, you start telling a story about it and somebody in our group will be like, oh, I heard that one already. I had never heard that. No, I never heard that either. So starting off the new year with new trivia about something that's 40 years old. That's crazy. That's so funny. But I also bring up Star Wars because we have two returning shows. One animated, one not animated. Bad Batch and The Mandalorian. Ooh, yeah. Off the top of the dome, which one are you more excited for? Oh, I want more Mandalorian, <laughs> for sure. I would have been my bet anyway. Yeah, I mean, again, a lot of people were like, eh, about Boba Fett, except for the episodes that were basically Mandalorian episodes that were jammed in there. Mando 2.5 yeah, is how we described it exactly. when we did our Boba Fett uh, breakdown. So those were still great. It's just great. Yeah. I just want to see what's what's going on with that, what they're going to do. Yep. It's just so funny that they gave him the Naboo Starfighter and stuff. It's so <laughs> crazy. It's not funny. It's wizard. It's wizard. <laughs> but yeah, him and Grogu are back together. He has the Darksaber. Or no, he gave it up. Does he have it? I forget. Mm-hmm. I think he still has it because now that's the whole reason he's going to go to Mandalore and yeah, yeah, get, yeah, some, yeah, get yeah. some lore. Yeah. But season three, everybody's coming back with the, uh, a few notable exceptions, but I think that just tells us more about the auxiliary stuff that's going on. But uh, Giancarlo Esposito is coming back as Moff Gideon. Mm-hmm. Carl Weathers is Grief Karga. Mm-hmm. Katie Sackhoff doing a wonderful job as uh, Bo-Katan. Mm-hmm. Uh, no Tamara Morrison, so no confirmation whether we're going to get some mm-hmm. Boba Fett repaying the favor, you know, mm-hmm. putting that chocolate in that peanut butter, as mm-hmm. one of our good buddies says. Mm-hmm. And no Rosario Dawson, but I think that's mm. because she's getting her own stuff. Yeah, Ahsoka's going to be its own thing. Yeah. Yeah. And Ahsoka's, I think it was one, one of your nerdlers. We're pretty sure the Ahsoka is about her trying to find Ezra. Ezra and Thrawn somewhere and Thrawn in the background. That's our guesses. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. That's, they went to like basically wild space, like unexplored parts of the galaxy. Past the outer rims. Yeah. She's away and busy. But no, I'm super excited about seeing them do the stuff. It's basically, we've said it a million times. They're like, oh, I get to take what I did in animation and just do it live action now. So we're going to get to see, you know, Mandalore not animated. Yes. Like for in real with real people. So it's cool. And I think there's going to be a little bit more wiggle room as far as Mando himself goes because... As far as like his loose ends, as far as the arc goes for him and in the Boba Fett series, most of it's resolved, yeah. at least for the most part. Yeah. So it's kind of just free-floating at the moment. Uh-huh. So yes, we've seen Mandalore in the cartoons, but I think this can be them like playing around and having a lot of fun with stuff we do know about, but also don't really know about. Well, yeah, because they're in that empty space that, that exactly. they, there's really nothing here. We know that... We saw Luke building the Jedi Temple. We know what happens there because yes. of the sequels. But as far as the rest of it, we know that the First Order is off doing its thing and all that kind of stuff. But mm-hmm. other than that, we don't really know what's happening. And that's that's kind of the Star Wars uh, tidbit because Bad Batch Season 2 is also coming back, but yeah. we don't know too much about that other than our regular players are coming back. Omega, Hunter, Echo, Tech, Rekka. All, all of them are coming back <laughs> to help me find out if I'm Boba Fett's sister. I mean, spoiler alert, no. <laughs> yeah, that's, I mean, it's, it's, that show is still a kid show, yep. basically. It's fun. I just, now, it, when I, because I enjoyed it while I watched it, but yeah. thinking back on it, it gives me the warm fuzzy. So I, I think yeah. it's been long enough that I'm now in the mood for that ice cream flavor of Star yeah, Wars. Yeah, for, for sure, for sure, yeah. But it's the, that's one of, like, 
the kids' flavors. Yes, yes. Oh. Which is no, no. <laughs> You're making fun of my bubblegum ice cream. Yeah, coat. there's no problem with it. I was thinking of uh, the. They always have like the blue ice cream. That's, oh yeah, it's the, always called something different at every little ice cream shop, like Razzleberry or something. Yeah. Yep. Or Cookie Monster because it's colored like Cookie Monster and it has like <laughs> crushed up like um, chocolate chip cookies in it or something like that. See, you're you're making me hungry for ice cream, so you must be it, doing something. Sometimes it's called like Rainbow Unicorn or something. <laughs> has marshmallows in it. Yep, and all the food colorings. Yeah. Say so you don't get it every time, but every once in a while you're like, I'm getting kid ice cream. Yeah, that's that's me for Bad Batch too. So I'm excited for it. <laughs> I'm getting kid ice cream. I'm getting kid ice cream. You can't stop me. Oh, but there was one detail about the Mando that I forgot about, but mm-hmm. what is your reaction? If you knew this already, react again anyway. <laughs> uh, act surprised, no. Um, there are new cast members announced for season three. No oh. character names, but Christopher Lloyd and Tim Meadows. What? going to be in Mando season three, yeah. Wow. I had no idea until I was doing my digging for this. That is interesting. Who knows what they're going to be doing? Christopher wow. Lloyd seems perfect as like an old, like been yeah. through the been through the planet life. Here's I, what you're doing wrong, kid. I'd have to say I'm actually more excited about Tim Meadows. Yes, I love that guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's great. I mean, he used my last name in one of his characters. <laughs> oh, that's right. He was a Phelps. Yeah. I forgot about that part. <laughs> Hello, everybody. Ladies, <laughs> <Religious> man. <laughs> <laughs> that is a Phelps, and uh, that's mm-hmm. a Phelps I know. Yeah. <laughs> so he paid good homage to it. I should do that when I'm trying to get my name spelled. There you go. Phelps, like the ladies' man. Ooh, it's a lady. <laughs> <laughs> got my cabathier. There you go. <laughs> I forgot. Oh, that's hilarious. Now I got to go back and watch that with that in mind and mm-hmm. make it extra silly. <laughs> but I'm curious because, like, he falls in the. He's great at comedy. Oh, yeah. So he seems like he falls into the Bob Odenkirk, right? Uh, Brian Cranston lane right. of maybe they make him well, like Moff Gideon, sort of like that type of evil character. Maybe we'll see. Because I don't know if I've ever seen Tim Meadows do no. like I know he's done like angry and creepy when yeah. he does like SNL stuff, but to be like bad guy, I don't yeah. know. I mean, the, they make him a good guy, but you know, it's the it's the it's the trope. They, the actors always say it. I don't know it because I don't act, but actors always say it. They say comedy is the hardest thing to do. There you go. So that's why that's why Vince Gilligan always, for his stuff, wanted comic actors in there because he knew that they could do it. There you all. go. Yep. Yeah. Well, we'll see how it goes. Christopher Lloyd and Tim Meadows. That was a nice little a little treat in our ice cream. Exciting. Yeah. Uh, that is it for Star Wars. Uh, mm. I had sort of looses at the end of my notes about, I called them Zeitgeist Zingers. <laughs> Ooh, we have a new segment name. Yeah, because I, I like what you did earlier, though. You're like, I smell something on the air. I said you taste a little something in the water. This is along those lines. Zeitgeist Zingers. I like it. So here, here's two things, and you can pick you we can need pick to jingle. One. We need to jingle. <laughs> do, 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 do. Zeitgeist Zingers. <laughs> That's the best I got off the top of the note. <laughs> But here's your two choices, and you can pick whichever one you go. I have this written down as a new bad trend. The 90s media that they're all bringing back, they're trying to do a 90s resurgence, which they've done with the 80s before and the 70s uh-huh. before that, yeah. doesn't seem to be clicking as well as the attempts previous. It seems like 90s resurgence is, I would say, bombing. Really? Yeah. Second choice is AI-generated artwork. Oh, I don't care about that. I want to oh, know about okay. the 90s. I want to know about the 90s. Thing, because go for it. I know for a fact that the fashion is resurging That's with it. my teenagers. That's part of it. As I'm wearing right now an open flannel shirt over a t-shirt that I got for Christmas because my kids were like, you can dress like you did when you're in college again, Dad. It's cool. <laughs> and I'm like, awesome. Yeah. I know how to do that. Alf's back in yeah. pog form. <laughs> yeah. The the 90s fashion is back for sure. 90s music is back. They're, that's true, they're too. They're cribbing a whole lot of those tones and yeah. uh, rhythms. But I love that, and that's going splendidly. Yeah. But it seems like something about the media. Here's the examples I had written down. So they did that blockbuster show. I talked about it on their alerts. Yeah. It came and went and didn't even make a, a ripple. Mm. Uh, there's the 90s show, the second yeah. airing of the 70s show, this time done for the 90s. I saw the trailer and heard... Crickets. Mm-hmm. And this is just general. Maybe this is just telling you where I hang out on the internet, but it seems like a lot of people hate friends. And that, oh, not really? that that's coming back, but it seems like that's the cool thing to hate on. It's like 
because it like I guess it stands out as sort of the epitome of '90s sitcom. Yeah, that it's like oh terrible. Yeah, and so backlash there. But it seems like '90s TV and media was of its time and can't really mm. come back. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Well, the thing is, it really was of its time. It was a, living through it. It was a very distinct vibe. Absolutely. And it's hard to like the era we're in. Like. I can see fashion is just fashion. Absolutely. So I can see why that is translating. The music of the 90s was where, the because with the alt-rock, and that's what's popular right now, the alt-rock, the grunge stuff, mm-hmm. it's grunge. It's it's kind of a little bit, I'm not going to use the word emo. I'm going to use the word emotional because <laughs> it's emotional. It can get kind of dark. It, it has a lot of feeling in it. For sure. But back me up on this, the like the media, the sh- TV shows and stuff, it was bubblegum and and candy. Yeah, either in the 90s. I mean, we're talking like full house. Absolutely. Just and the the clothes, the the those crazy sweaters and stuff people used to wear, like yep. way too many colors that didn't match and yep. all that kind of what is coming back is like the grunge fashion and the grunge music. I get you. And I think that's because that was like it's almost like how remember when kind of like hippie chic came back yep the sundresses and stuff like that yeah yeah. and the chokers and all that kind of stuff (laughs) and that was like in the early 2000s i think and now it seems like it's like the grunge stuff is coming back but there really weren't any like grunge shows yeah that's true that's true. the media kind of stayed out of that it was all on mtv and music i mean the, the, <laughs> it was all the MTV game shows, is what I think so, of. But yeah, 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 yeah. No, that's what I'm saying. It'd be, yeah. it'd be, it was all. It really, for truly, was alternative. It yeah. was only on MTV. Mm-hmm. Like the real world, I guess, would have been a grunge TV show. I buy that analogy. Um, and I'm talking about the original real world, um, <laughs> not what it became. Yeah, uh, it's interesting. I, I think it's just because I think it was. We're not in a bubblegum and candy time right now i don't think people it was saccharin is the word maybe maybe yeah i get it definitely had its own vibe and that vibe was bright and flashy and very yeah upbeat yeah yeah i don't know if that's why i mean if that were the case the new batman wouldn't have done so that new batman you know with it's got let's slow down an already sad nirvana song (laughs) and and it's dark and brooding and and everyone loved it yep it's the grunge vibe is what people are hitting on. So, and I, I couldn't even, I couldn't, like I said, I couldn't point to a grunge TV show. Oh, I'm with you. But that was the thing. It was sort of, it was the counterculture that was popular without being on the popular stuff. Yeah. So maybe that aspect of the 90s needs to come back. Maybe that's what they need to focus on. Yeah. Like we were saying earlier, put money into more original properties. Like stay in the same fantasy or whatever wheelhouse, but get a little weird with it. Nobody, yeah. I mean, we need some. You know what? The grungiest thing, <laughs> the grun- now that I think about it, the grungiest thing in the 90s was the movies that Miramax was making. Tarantino's, oh, um, for sure. Kevin yep. Smith's, mm-hmm. stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Maybe that's the kind of vibe they need to go to. Because, I mean, Kevin Smith is the epitome of like grunge Gen X oh, like, yeah, filmmaking. For sure. And that that's not bright and shiny at all. That's sarcastic. and Yeah, Clerks is definitely a grunge movie. Yeah, yeah. for sure. I'm so. with you. I'm not even supposed to be here today. Yeah. I mean, he's doing Clerks 3 now? Yeah. Yeah. He's still going. Yeah. And he's still doing the weird stuff like Tusk. He's doing another sequel to that just because he has money and he can. Yeah. I, I want more of that. I want all of that. If it's weird and original, I'll, I'll probably check it out. So I guess we're saying there's an opportunity out there for you up-and-coming Tarantinos. Yeah. See what you can do. Or people that love the 90s as much as we do, uh, do it right. Do it better than the suits seem to be doing at the moment. Maybe. I think that's what it is. It's it's very, like, it seems studio-driven being like, the 90s are hot right now. It's time for yeah. them to come back. But that was the thing, though. Even back then, it was the studios versus the film festival scene. Oh, that's true. And then you had certain... And remember, they started making, like, like Lionsgate. They made these, like, break-off... Mm-hmm studios because they didn't want to put like a <laughs> Warner Brothers or whatever on some of these movies, remember? Yes. This yeah. is a flaming dog turd and we don't want to touch it. Yeah. But we'll put it out on our sister studio. Yeah. And then the but those were the most successful things back then. That's it. Yeah. So I don't know. 
I, maybe it can't happen because DVDs aren't a thing anymore. Maybe not most successful, but most lasting. Oh, for sure. Because here's a big contrast in the nerd world. Yes. You, we're talking about, remember the Kevin Costner Robin Hood? That <laughs> came out in the 90s. Yes. That was a major Hollywood, and that was garbage. It was. I'm, so there's probably people yelling, I love that. No, listen. There's a reason they made fun of it in Men in Tights. Remember, yeah. unlike other Robin Hoods, I can actually speak in a British accent. <laughs> I do have a. I know I recognize that that movie is terrible, but I do have a little soft spot in my heart. For I it. do, and I do in some of them too. It's just Kevin Costner is just in and out of a British accent here, and it's terrible. He's being Kevin Costner. Yeah, I know. <laughs> terrible. Anyway, you should like it just because it's another Kevin. No, I'm just I do like Kevin Costner <laughs> and other stuff. <laughs> that was like he's hot right now. Let's put him in this movie. That's it. Yeah. Uh-huh. Anyway. But yeah, so write in, let me know, because maybe that's just a me thing. I'm noticing all this sort of 90s zeitgeist vibe, but, you know, fill me in. Yeah. But that does it for our Nerd Alerts. Mm-hmm. Nerd Alerts is now over. <laughs> Shut down Nerd Alert feed. Yes. We do our own graphic sliders. Graphic sliders? I don't even <laughs> know what I'm talking about. Sound mixes? We Sound. D- yes. <laughs> Effects. Mouth noises. <laughs> We do it all in house. Oh, <laughs> uh, that was a great nerd alert, Mikey. Yeah, thank you. Glad to be back at it. Oh, I, I hate to. I almost hate to make the shutdown sound because it's all about the nerd alerts. Is about looking ahead and what's exciting for the new year. All right. So everybody, you know what we think about all the nerd alerts. We want to know what you think about all the nerd alerts. Yes, please. You can hit us up on all our social medias at Assuming Pod. That's Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Uh, you can also Gmail us, assumingpositions at gmail.com. Dot com. Every week I say, hey, Mikey, how would you like them to format the Gmail? Okay, so I'm thinking New Year, we're living in the future. Um, oh, I got it. Okay, here's what you can do. This will make me so happy. To combat, because we are about positivity on this podcast, to combat the 90s hate that apparently I'm I'm seeing online, write me your opinion, but throw as much 90s slang in there as you can. <laughs> Like, far out, even though that's 70. But, <laughs> but rad. Also, that's 80s. But that was in the 90s, too. Uh, but yeah, full of 90s slang. Sound like a counterculture emo grunge kid, and I'll love it. <laughs> oh, that's great. We want to thank all of you Positrons for listening. Yeah. We also want to thank That Guy Brad for doing our announcing, Not Scott Productions for our equipment, and Jazzar for our music. Our pizza is here. Ding dong. Thank you for listening. We will see you again next week for more fun pop culture nerdy talk. Happy New Year. Happy New Year, hawk, whistle, firework. Firework, firework. <laughs> <laughs>